Chapter 27 of Angel Food Time Little Talks to Little Folks by Reverend Gerald T. Brennan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 27 The Tired Old Clock. Seventy three years. That's a long, long time. It's a long time to live. It's a long time to work. Very few people, you know, live for seventy three years and I've never heard of any person who worked seventy-three years. Now, in the little village of Fairview, there was a grand old clock that was seventy-three years old. For seventy-three years the faithful old clock lived in the steeple of the village church. Day and night the old clock smiled down on its many friends. The clock was never fast, it was never late, it was always on time. And every hour the grand old clock struck out the time of day or night. The town clock suffered in the summer heat. It shivered in the cold of winter. For seventy-three years the village clock was everyone's friend. I've often wondered how many people have looked up at that clock. I've often wondered how many people have set their watches by the town clock. I suppose I'll never know. The people of Fairview loved their village clock. But there was one thing that the people didn't know. The old clock was tired. It was very tired. The old clock was tired of working twenty-four hours a day. It was tired of ticking and talking day after day and year after year. Why wouldn't it be tired? Hadn't the old clock worked hard for seventy-three years? The old clock needed a rest, but no one knew it. Well, one night last January it was very cold. It was very quiet, too, because the people of the village had gone to bed. As the tired old clock looked down upon the darkened village, it decided to do something that it had never done before. Now that everyone is asleep, said the clock to itself, I think I'll take a little nap. A little sleep will be good for me. So the tired old clock stopped its ticking and talking and went to sleep. But what do you think? The old clock was so tired that it forgot to wake up. And was there excitement in the little village of Fairview the next morning? Yes, there was plenty of excitement and that sleeping old clock caused lots of trouble. The morning train arrived to carry men and women to the city, but there were no passengers. Breakfasts were late, the paper boy was late, and people were late for work. Many people didn't go to work at all. Why, the priest was even late for mass, and children were late for school. Everyone was angry, and everyone blamed the tired old clock that went to sleep. Can't you see how much the people of Fairview depended upon the village clock? That clock steered the lives of every person in that village. That clock got the people to work on time. That clock got children to school on time. That clock brought people together for business, for pleasure, and for work. That clock told people when they should go to parties or the movie. It told people when they should go to bed. The old town clock did a grand job for seventy-three years. But the old clock failed one night, last January, when it got tired and went to sleep. Do you know, boys and girls, that God has given each of you something that steers your lives. God has given each of you something that never wears out, something that never gets tired, something that never goes to sleep. This gift from God is called your conscience. Your conscience is the little voice inside of you that always checks you, the voice that always tells you what is right and what is wrong, the voice that is trying to lead you to heaven. Let's suppose that you are walking down the street and you see a large basket of apples in front of a store. You wish you had one of the apples. You are just about to steal an apple. 
when a voice inside of you tells you not to steal. That voice is your conscience. Your conscience reminds you that it's a sin to steal. So you change your mind and don't steal the apple. That's the way your conscience works. It's always on the job to tell you what is right and what is wrong. Your conscience pulls you away from sin and leads you to God. Did you ever fall into sin? Did you ever disobey God or break one of his laws? How did you feel after you committed the sin? Were you happy? Indeed, you were not. You felt guilty. Do you know why you felt guilty? Your conscience was telling you that you had done wrong. Your conscience was warning you not to do that thing again. Your conscience spoke to you and checked you and warned you about the future. There is one big mistake that too many children make. They don't listen to their conscience, and that's when they get into trouble. When children don't listen to their conscience, they usually fall into sin. Of course, your conscience will bother and annoy you, and it's a good thing that it does. After all, most boys and girls want to be good. No one wants to be bad. So, when your conscience bothers you, your conscience is really helping you. Your conscience is the voice of God. When your conscience nudges you or whispers to you, God is warning you to be careful. God is telling you to keep away from sin. Children, God doesn't want to lose you. That's why he is giving you a conscience. So, when your conscience speaks, listen. Then follow your conscience in all things. Your conscience will keep you close to God. Your conscience will lead you to God. God bless you and take good care of yourself. End of chapter 27